everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday evening, hoping all is well with you out there today. I am driving home, and it's really the only time that I've had available to do an episode today, so... Thought, what a perfect opportunity. So, here we go. Um, as we drive on our way home here, with the microphone securely fastened to the car, I thought that I would today talk about basically how I was very close to being right, but I was wrong. <laughs> I made a prediction a few months back about how I thought that there was a real possibility that Kratom would become part of kind of like the national conversation. And by that I mean like being something that people talk about, like an issue area of any sort. And, or like the narrative, the national narrative. But I think it makes more sense just to say like um, part of a national conversation on how things should be or are or maybe shouldn't be. And I thought that my, my prediction was an interesting one myself. I thought that... Here is my prediction. I thought that maybe because Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, was running for president, that, you know, the the recent activity in Florida around Kratom would give cause or, you know, it'd be an, uh, an incentive for other candidates, you know, also vying for the presidency to go after the governor and, like, choose that as one of the things that they use as ammunition or something like that in a debate. I didn't know how people would view any sort of legislation proposed or not proposed or any stance on Kratom. You know, I have no idea how people are going to react when they first talk about it publicly. Not that we get many opportunities where people do, but that's a good transition um, into what I'm going to talk about right now. So I thought that maybe it would come up at all, and it didn't. So I was wrong. (laughs) However, the Florida piece, I've kind of started to to get right. (laughs) I, I was saying that, um, you know, when the Tampa Bay Times articles came out recently, I, I think I said in that first episode talking about them, this might be one of those th- ways that, like, Kratom really becomes an issue that people talk about all over the country. It's like pieces like this. And, and so what do you know? Here we go. NPR 1A. It's a pretty popular program that people listen to on the radio. I guess it's a podcast now, too. And it's it's got a legitimate listening base. And they talk about issues all the time, every day, or whenever the program runs. This one was about Kratom. Today, they ran a segment about Kratom. And it was a conversation with two people in Florida. Um, They were both affiliated with the Tampa Bay Times. And uh, uh, the investigation. And then there was also the... um, And I'm only not saying their names because I just can't look right now because I'm driving and I'm going to be careful. (laughs) So I'm not not mentioning their names out of disrespect. Um, But there are two people. uh, There was a person who was in the investigation. There was a person who reported on health, things like that. Um, Then there was uh, Dr. Christopher McCurdy. And I just I know his name off the top of my head just because I've seen some of his research and read some of that. It was kind of like my first introduction into what Kratom's all about in a somewhat of a more deep level. So all this in saying, what an interesting crew 
to have on such a pretty big national show and, you know, national public radio. They talked about Kratom for like a half an hour. Wow. So here's my take on it, and I'm not going to talk too much in depth of what they talked about, although I will just really briefly touch right now on it, but basically here's my takeaway from it. I like that they covered it at all. I think that it's a good thing to show it. I like that they started off by having callers, like messages that people sent in about how it helped them or destroyed their life. I loved hearing about that and like hearing people just, I don't know, from people themselves. I'd be interested to know how many people reached out to them with a message. Like, that'd be interesting to me. Um, I'd wish... I wish that they had done something a little more expansive than than what they did. Because they really... Other than uh, the, the, uh, the Dr. McCurdy, who was talking about the research aspects of a lot of this, but also the, uh, the fellow who was with the Tampa Bay Times was talking a lot about the um, testing, I guess... Uh, although he didn't get super, super in-depth. And I, I think I took issue at one thing he said, uh, which was that he was saying that basically Kratom uh, toxicology reports are, you know, because the interviewer said, how, what's the deal with all this reporting on Kratom-related deaths and things? And he said, well, it's a very comprehensive process, something like that, and how they have these... Uh, standards in place and like these structures of protocol of what you do and you know when you're figuring out like how someone died and it's like yeah but one of the problems with reporting this is that there's not a standardized way at least not nationally and reporting it to the cdc certainly isn't so i i don't know that's like one of the only things i really took issue with to the point where i was like yeah i'll mention it you know today but it wasn't like an episode that like made me upset with the world or anything. Anyway, um, I bring all this up because I wish that they had had more, more specific information and also more general reach beyond Florida. I wish that they had talked a lot more about like in general or in different states. And they did touch on some things like that, like when it comes to how they are noticing in creating consumer protection acts, it's more in their viewpoint, the Tampa Bay Times, that the, and I think there's some merit to this for sure, that there is a lot of the time a push for more about like consumer access than there is for vendor accountability and public safety. Although I do want to also say that some of, it's kind of depends on how you look at some of these things, but I, I do take that point. And then, um, and Christopher McCurdy, I, I'm sure that I would be more like apt to challenge what he was saying in a lot of ways if I understood things, but I just, I don't. And I also just don't understand a lot of the things that, that basically make up the situation we're in today, which is that we don't know enough about this and this and this. And that's why I liked the investigation. So I'm glad that they shed some light on it, but NPR, come on. I wish that you guys would like pick up something else about Kratom that was like it, I'm glad they did it I want to see something that's like more in, in depth and in breadth <laughs> if that makes sense forgive me for this episode being all over the place I'm just driving home you guys I don't have like a script or anything not that I usually do but this one's particularly meandering as much as the road I'm driving on okay what else um I also wanted to say that there was 
there was just this like sense that it's a one it's a one it's a two-dimensional issue like there's only two sides to it but that it's a complex issue and i just can't stand that like this i'm kind of just getting sick of the narrative that kratom you're for it you're against it or even you know it can be a little more than that it could be like you know you you're more in favor of access or you're you know less in favor of access and then you're for banning it and you're for keeping it completely legal no government uh, oversight and and then but it's not just that simple because this and this i feel like there's got to be a real piece done on kratom on a show that's like you know wide-reaching kind of like npr that that really makes makes it clear how strange this is like you should just lay out the facts and then talk about it in the next episode like because it takes a lot of information to understand how strange this is there's an fda import alert on this thing but they selectively like engage with that and like you know enforce it and then when it is enforced and most recently when it was enforced and they got the bad guy quote unquote although i'm sure you know from the charges it seems like he wasn't doing a great thing they fail to to provide evidence that kratom's dangerous in court which would be like you know the smoking gun and why they want to show that they have the import alert so there's that it's the only time that the dea has ever like rolled back a, a scheduled one substance you know like 30 day thing like the emergency schedule warning of a substance and then they roll it back because they realized we don't know anything about how many people use this or how far reaching it is like those two things what and then you have this huge you know overdose crisis we're in and kratom is 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 here like it's here it's very present in the world of overdoses and it's it it's like what we're talking about we're talking about this crisis all the time why is like kratom just coming up now and why is it coming up in such a two-dimensional way um i think that there should be a lot of things mentioned i think that they should be mentioning all the science behind it um like they were today a little bit but i think they should mention even more around it they should say why is the fda not showing up to their own hearing um, or not that, but why are they not supplying the information that would help them show that their own rule makes sense? And they're not providing it to the prosecutor, so now they just don't know like if they can even work together or not, and the judge doesn't know what to do. How, how do we find ourselves in that situation? It'd be like the equivalent of the United States having, you know, let's just say the Department of Agriculture saying farms cannot have someone sneak, you know, uh, Mongolian goats uh, uh, into their farms in the U.S., uh, without regulation, blah, blah, blah. And then someone sneaks a whole bunch of them. They arrest them. And then someone, you know, the prosecutor says, all right, now let's get the evidence to show that, like, there's a reason why we're doing that. And the FDA says, no, I mean, there is, but we, we're not going to show you. And the prosecutor says, but what? But I'm doing this for you. <laughs> That's what's happening. So all in all, It's nice to hear it on NPR, I guess, in general. I'm glad they did a 30-minute segment. I'm glad that it went a little bit further in depth than I was expecting it to. I wish it was more wide-reaching. I wish it wasn't, you know, stuck on Florida. I wish that they had four more people on to talk about it in, like, three more hours. (laughs) And I wish that they had, like, everyone represented. Um, I wish that there was a representative of rehab clinics or rehab clinic. I wish there was a representative of, like, someone with the Pain News Network or someone with chronic pain. Um, not just voice messages. Uh, and I wish that 
a million things. I wish that it was the show that I wish this show could be. If I had time, capacity, and a stable house to live in right now. <laughs> so there you go. I'm going to end it there and figure out what the heck I'm going to do. And I think my little girl's sick and I've just got home. So I got to go take care of her. I will be back tomorrow. And thanks so much for hanging in there, everyone. And, you know, check out the episode. It's linked in the description. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.